KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. We've had several conversations over the last couple of years with local food banks to talk about how they have dealt with the pandemic and the unprecedented level of need that it led to. Of course, the pandemic is still going on, but now we are also seeing levels of inflation that we haven't seen in decades. And we wanted to know what impact that is having on food banks when it comes to the level of need they're seeing and also how higher prices are affecting the buying power for food banks. For this conversation, we caught up with Fred Waziak. He is the president and CEO of the Food Bank of South Jersey. So to start, before we kind of get into details, uh, you know, what are you seeing these days? Are you guys still at an incredibly high level of, uh, of need in the community? Has it leveled off at all? What are you seeing kind of overall? Yeah, so uh, what we're seeing in the four counties that we serve, uh, which pretty much replicates the state and the country, is uh, things kind of leveled off at the beginning of the year. Uh, but right now, uh, March, April, uh, May, we're, we're seeing elevation of uh, individuals in line that we were seeing during the height of the pandemic. Uh, and that's unprecedented. You know, we, we want to turn this around. Uh, so we're just uh, we're, we're, we're serving at those numbers again. And it's just uh, incredible uh, what's going on in our uh, environment. And can you kind of point to inflation and kind of prices rising across the board is a big reason for this? Yeah. You know, there's a, there was a study done uh, that the food banks were sharing uh, the Moody data organization on average right now, American families are spending 325 plus dollars more a month than they were at the beginning of the year. So Matt, when you, when you think about that um, you know, if, if already, if you're, uh, just bouncing back from the pandemic, but really, we're really not out of it. We're just seeing some unprecedented ripple effect, you know, to bounce back from the pandemic. And if you were to gain unemployment or you're right at that poverty line, uh, working two jobs, making trying to make ends meet, $325 just for family goods. Now, that doesn't even include the price of gas that has gone up. So if you have a job to pay that extra gas to get where you need to work, and all these costs are going up, here's again, and again, where these tough decisions come into play. Do I pay for food? Do I pay for electricity? Uh, do I pay for rent and try to cup, catch up on the rent? Because the rent moratoriums have all ended at the beginning of the year. Uh, so that's why I said this is just, again, unprecedented times uh, that we're in. And uh, it's, um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not just one area, one family. Uh, it's, it's all over. And I feel it. I know you're feeling it. And um, it's it's really tough. And in a way, I don't know if I want to say it's worse than at the height of the pandemic because it was just so much uncertainty and it was a very scary time. But yes, there were also economically enhanced unemployment. There was stimulus payments. Yeah. Uh, you talk yeah. about moratorium. We're kind of in this situation now where we've got a lot of bad uh, things kind of lined up. But we also don't have the support that was coming during the pandemic. Yeah, that's a, a very good observation. So uh, not only we were uncertain of uh, the depth of the illnesses, and you know, uh, as we know, so many people died from the pandemic. 
Uh, and then, the, you know, the shutdown of, of, of our state, our local communities. Uh, but in, in that response, yes, all these government programs uh, came to support the stimulus check, uh, other federal, the CARES Act, all those things trickled down to help. Well, that, that's not there anymore. You know, so many Americans uh, either have had COVID, uh, unfortunately passed from COVID or have gotten their shots in, in whatever realm to keep uh, safe. And so now, is this a reflection of, of, of all, all of that good work that was done to keep people afloat? And now with this inflation, you know, anytime inflation goes up, food insecurity goes up. And we're going to be in this for a long time. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, we're, again, we're serving, we were serving 92,000 people. Well, let me put it this way. We were serving 59,000 people in January. Uh, February, just around the same. And then March uh, happened and it started to shoot up. So right now, uh, May, we're projecting that we we would have served 96,000 people. And it's not slowing down, man. That's just the thing. 96 was the, the height of the pandemic. Then it started to come down a little bit through 2021. Uh, but now it, there's no end in sight. And, you know, what we're worried about, what's, what is ahead? Uh, we don't know. You know, is there going to be a recession? Uh, is, you know, is our gas prices going to continue to go up? Our lines are just getting longer and the resources are getting shorter. So it's uh, it's really a challenge for food banks and the food network across the country. I want to ask about inflation, but looking at it from kind of the other side, I know when you guys get donations, you're able to stretch the dollar more than the yes. average person because you can buy in bulk, buy wholesale. You have, you know, situations with different retailers or whatever. Uh, but how much has inflation hurt the, the work that you can do when you're purchasing food? Yeah, that's a that's a double edged sword uh, because, of, you know, on everyone's minds in the world, it's the war. And so, you know, people have resources and heartfelt, uh, you know, for peace and taking care of those that have been displaced. And, uh, unfortunately, because of the war. And so, you know, as the dollars have now been stretched, uh, you know, through uh, support. Uh, and the other side is the supply chain and costs for these large conglomerates that um, we would heavily depend upon for donations. Their costs are going up for them to sell the food in their uh, establishments, uh, let alone, you know, the food banks have been known, you know, in these large conglomerates, uh, excess food, excess goods. Oh, great. You know, new shipments coming in the warehouse. We've got to clear it out for new inventory. Food banks, procurement food banks. Well, that's that has really been a stretch. Um, so not only that uh, we cannot keep up, our donations aren't keeping up where our need is right now. Uh, and that's and that's a challenge. Uh, on the other side is, you know, because we're not keeping up with donations, we have to purchase more food. And even though we have purchasing power, there's volume. Uh, Matt, it's no different than you go to the grocery store and realize that a gallon is 25% more than it was in December. Uh, so those costs ripple down to the food banks. Uh, and so now how do we fill that gap? And it's just, uh, you know, it's just a never ending uh, challenge to uh, get the funds. And, you know, for us still in our network, in our formula, one dollar equals three meals. And people will ask, what is the food? What do you need most? What do people ask more the, the most? Uh, aside from the fresh 
fruit and vegetables, uh, protein. Uh, we need the most is the dollar because then that that's really stretches much further and it gives us the uh, purchasing power of purchasing the right foods uh, that we need to get to our uh, constituents, our, our, our neighbors throughout the 58 communities that we serve. And uh, so it's, um, you know, every day is different. And we're, we're hearing from our pantries. Uh, you know, they put in their orders in their marketplace and the food orders are rising and rising. And uh, so uh, I think, Matt, when we spoke um, during the pandemic, every we have a 40,000 plus, maybe 42,000 square foot warehouse. Um, and we were turning food over every 14 days during the height of pandemic. It was coming in, it was going out because of the need. Um, we're right about there again. And so it's um, it's unprecedented. And uh, we were hoping that this would be a, a pivotal year to, to to get back to pre-COVID. Let me let me say that uh, in my conversations out in the community now that you know we're we're able to go out and uh, visit whether it's a uh, group meetings, chamber meetings. Uh, every place I go, people are asking me, Fred. I you know I know inflation there, but are are you back to normal? You know, are you back to normal? I said, well, what is normal? <laughs> now, back to normal, if we were to put that into context, oh, pre-COVID, well, yeah, all right. If normal for you is serving 52,000 people a, a month pre-COVID, now we're serving 96, are you happy that we're serving 52,000? That's still unacceptable. You know, we want to shorten that line. So uh, it's really an incredible journey that um, our country is on and uh, food insecure place people are how much does i guess one and i once again it's not a good thing that you've had to but going through the pandemic uh from a logistic standpoint did you just kind of crank up programs and crank up what you were doing at the height of the pandemic to kind of meet the need i guess you kind of learned that you can get to that level so it's just I mean, it's not easy, but it's a matter well, of kind of cranking up and you kind of know what to do as fo- as much as you can. Uh, yes, we, we are better today than we were during the pandemic. What we learned through the pandemic uh, made us better, more effective pre-pandemic. Um, and I'll, 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 give, I'll give an example. It's a very I'm glad you brought this up. You know, uh, what what we're up against is. We respect and we want individuals that come to our food pantries, our 28 plus mobile distribution sites to have dignity um, of, rece- of of getting food. And what I mean by that, Matt, I, you know, I believe you are as well as I am blessed that even though there's rising prices, we have the ability to go to a grocery store with the cart and pick what we want or what we need. Um, my wife doesn't really like me shopping anymore because I'd always get what we want, not what we need. And so, you know, that alone was a higher bill, but that's another podcast for another day. And so when individuals come to our lines, we would have in the pantries and we would set up our mobile distribution sites where they can go through the line, have the dignity to choose. What the pandemic has taught us, one, to be more efficient than how we have our logistics within a warehouse. But, but two, because of the touches in the in the distance that we needed. Um, we were granted waivers uh, from USDA uh, that didn't require signatures. So we were able to put donated food 
and government food in the same, what we call our wellness emergency food box. And that became the boxed trunk, if you will. People would drive by. Now it kept us safe. It kept us efficient. Uh, we were able to serve more uh, to keep the lines moving. But what it took away was the dignity of choice. So now uh, we're, we're trying to go hybrid um, with this because it's so efficient. Uh, and the government hasn't required uh, signatures again. So, you know, for, so we're, we still have that um, forgiveness of waivers. Uh, but we became more efficient with this. We can serve more people uh, when at our food pantries in our, our food banks, uh, excuse me, our, our mobile sites. Uh, so we have, uh, even in our sorting and packing room, uh, we have become more efficient in how we do that. So our pantries can have a different, a better opportunity of choosing the foods they want off our menu, our portal. Uh, you know, we're like a shop right, if you will. Uh, you know, shop, shop right online, Acme online. So we have all our food pantries, 200 plus, have access to the food portal. They can pick and choose what they want. And we become more efficient in our delivery and there and for them to pick up. So uh, there are there are ways. Uh, but what hasn't changed now is the amount of food that's coming in for the need and the amount that's going out. And uh, again, it's not slowing down. And that's really concerning. It's not slowing down. We need to take a break. We will continue our conversation with Food Bank of South Jersey President and CEO Fred Waziak right after this. This is KYW News Radio in depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio in depth. We are talking with Food Bank of South Jersey President and CEO Fred Waziak. I'm curious, we talked earlier about all the government programs that helped through the pandemic. Is there any discussion, you know, letting elected leaders, hey, I know it's not headlines anymore but what we're talking about right here is like we're at the same level we were in yeah. like june of 2020 like uh putting kind of the the red flag up here that you guys need to pay attention to this yes uh, uh we're very fortunate and i believe it's through the advocacy the relationships that uh we got a very strong new jersey food bank network if you will of the the food banks there's really three uh feeding america food banks in new jersey and there's uh, two subsidiary large uh, social service agencies that work with a community food bank. Uh, so really, we have five in the, five strong in our network. Uh, and uh, we got, you know, uh, we're unified in our message uh, to our legislators uh, from North Jersey, uh, someplace they call Central Jersey and uh, South Jersey uh, in our conversations. And so we've been blessed with the support uh, and the conviction that our uh, legislators have uh, to not only meet the need, but to shorten the line in years to come. And so, uh, you know, as we've been working, we're, we're anxiously waiting to see what this 2022-23 uh, state budget is going to look like. Uh, from a federal perspective, uh, one of the things that has um, the White House has just about two, less than two months ago, announced they're going to have a food insecure conference um, at the White House this September. Uh, and they are involving Feeding America, which we're part of. There's 199 food banks in the network across the country with Feeding America. So we are ramping up um, to work with the White House 
uh, the Biden administration, President Biden's administration on food insecurity of not what we just need now, but how can we make a difference in the future? Um, so there there are the ears are open. You know, it's everyone's seeing the need. Uh, but there's really at this level of uh, the state support and the federal support of not just uh, having the CARES Act or stimulus checks, but the fact now we're going to have some good conversation is, uh, you know, how do we how do we make a difference in the, in the years to come? So, um, you know, that gives us hope at the local food bank level. And we wrap always wrap up our conversation. We talked about donations. If people hear this, want to help, what do they do? Uh, please go to foodbanksj.org. And two things I'll say. We talked about dignity. Uh, we're seeing people now, first-time users, again, of the, for food. Please do not be embarrassed or shy. Uh, on our foodbanksj.org is the food finder. If you need food, if a family member needs food, a neighbor, go to the food finder, plug in your zip code, and it will direct you to a, a pantry within your neighborhood. Again, we're serving 205 pantries in 58 communities within Burlington, Camden, Gloucester, and Salem counties. So please, if you need food for you and your family, do not hesitate. Um, any food you can get from us will help you have uh, funds for something else that you need for your family or yourself, whether it's medication, electric, gas, so forth. The other is we do welcome monetary donations. And again, the purchasing power, every dollar provides three meals. Uh, you can go to the tab where it says donate now. And uh, as much as you can help, you know, our, our mighty, mighty dollar stays right here uh, within our neighborhoods, our four counties. So foodbanksj.org. And I'll also follow up. Uh, what's your, do you need volunteers if people are interested yes. in volunteering? Yeah, thank you, Matt. Uh, We've opened up our volunteer program again because we started to have uh, ramp up our community food drives. And so we do have volunteers in the building. Uh, we also need volunteers at our 28 plus mobile distribution sites every monthly uh, to help us uh, get the food ready, get the boxes ready um, and our wellness kits. And so also within our foodbanksj.org, just look for opportunities to serve. Uh, volunteer programs. And uh, we have volunteers here five days a week and that including on Saturdays at our uh, mobile distribution site. So uh, any help we can get is only going to help our neighbors. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.